0: Who is the most underrated tight end in Dynasty right now? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FF And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Please be sure give the show a follow, hit that subscribe button. Um, uh, just don't miss out on any of this content. We just finished our team-by-team breakdowns of dynasty buys and sells. Now, this week we're talking about the most overrated and underrated players with our good friends, Matt and Ryan. Um, and Marcus, we're going to wrap up this series talking about tight ends, the most volatile position in all of fantasy football. Um, I, I'm really interested. I think we should start on a positive note today. What do you think?
0: I, I think so as well. What's really interesting, Kate, is um, you and I and Matt are all in a, a dynasty league together, uh, part, of, in part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Matt and I were actually having quite a few trade conversations regarding a couple of these tight ends. So I feel like this is really topical. I feel like I got a good grasp of where these guys are being valued. So I'm excited to get into it. So let's, yeah, let's start with most underrated. We've got a new batch of uh, ADP on Dynasty League football. And my most underrated tight end, Kate, it's probably going to surprise you a little bit. How about Darren Waller? Darren Waller currently being drafted or apparently being drafted and ranked as tight end five. I know he turns 30 this year. I know they added Devontae Adams, but I just don't see his role changing at all. In fact, I think he might even become more efficient. We saw last year before he got hurt. He had some monster games in 2019 and 2020 back to back 1,000 yard seasons. His role in the offense is unchanged. He gets open. Uh, and Derek Carr trusts him, and we know that he has every single week he has the ability to finish as the tight end one, and if I don't have to pay top three, top four tight end prices to get him, why not go out and try to acquire Darren Waller this offseason?
1: My biggest question, I think, comes from what is his projected target share, because I'm not sure that I'm going to slate Darren Waller in for 140, uh, uh, you know, so targets. I think... Around 100 kind of feels right. And, you know, we've already seen him be more efficient with those targets. Uh, Back in 2019, Mm -hmm. still put up 1,100 receiving yards and did it on 117 targets, as opposed to nearly 150 targets back in 2020. The touchdowns weren't there. My whole concern, though, comes from, uh, like, this is also a wide receiver that we know Derek Carr loves. We know that they... Um, invested heavily in him, obviously financially. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just. I think I'm more curious as to how this is going to break down. I don't think Darren Waller is easily as easily slated for that giant target share, but could he be more efficient because of of Devonte Adams on the field? Absolutely. Um, I, I have some more concerns than you do. That, that's
0: fine. I do want to point out, Derek Carr is. If you look at Derek Carr's game, he's historically been a quarterback that likes to throw the ball inside versus on the outside. Right? He like he doesn't like to hold the ball, take sacks. He likes to get rid of the ball and get it into the hands of his playmakers, and that results into a lot of production for you know his tight ends. Even if you go back to twenty eighteen. Jared cook had 900 yards and six touchdowns in this offense. Then Darren Waller broke out 2019, 2020. And I think he was well on his way to having another pro bowl season until he got banged up around Thanksgiving, missed some time. I I just think he's going to be pretty efficient because he is so good after the catch. And if we see some positive touchdown regression, right? I think he had two or three touchdowns last year. If that all of a sudden goes to eight or nine, I mean you're looking at a player that could easily finish inside the top two for tight ends this season.
1: Uh I mean the upside's there, a hundred percent. Um, and I mean if the upside is there, uh and the draft capital or the uh cost to acquire is not, um I, I'm not going to trade for Darren Waller, but I think Ooh. it would be a mistake. So I like to the not push back. trade. I'm not I I I'm again, it, it comes down for me. Um, you know, he's, he's not getting any younger. We saw some injuries mm. pop up last year. Um, you know, the whole, the whole mix of Devonte Adams. I just, I'm more concerned about him usurping a large, a larger target share than you are, but that's okay. Um, That's like okay. I think it would be a mistake not to trade for Darren Waller in at least one of my leagues. Because if he hits, man, is he gonna hit and it's going to pay off big time? It's just so hard to find these tight ends that do have that capability of finishing in the top three. Um uh, in- I would also
0: say this, Kate. One of the if you're gonna make an argument against Waller, it's that there are too many games in which he kind of disappears, or he'll give you you know, three for 24, like those, those aren't ideal weeks. But what he does have are some of these monster, you know, week winning performances, right? You go back to like 2020. He had a game where 13 catches, 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He has a bunch of games, like over 120 yards and eight touchdowns or eight, eight receptions. He does that pretty frequently because there's just games that they get into where defenses don't have the, the, ability to match up with him. They don't have a safety that's big enough or athletic enough. They don't have a linebacker that can cover him. And I really don't see teams being able to double team him at all this year with Adams and Renfro. So I think you're right. There might be some really up and down weeks, but man, if you can project those weeks where he's going to get a ton of targets, those are, those are again, those are uh week winning performances that he'll have two or three times a season.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, you can't ignore the upside. Um, so I, I uh, cordially decline. Uh, okay, that's fine.
0: That's fine. <laughs> we don't have to agree on this podcast all the time. I just I think Darren Waller at tight end five, and sometimes even tight end six. I know some people like like Dalton Schultz uh, quite a bit. T.J. Hawkinson, if you can get him at that price, I say why not. Uh, I want your take on your most underrated tight end in Dynasty right now. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Coconut Brownie Chug Puff, brought to you by Built. That hey. is right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor that you love, but now in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in one hundred percent real chocolate. It's like a fluffy, fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen—they're good for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and absolutely delicious. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 to get the coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. All right, Kate, your most underrated dynasty tight end is Hunter Henry, tight end oh, for the New England okay. Patriots. I like it.
1: Um, I, I don't know if that was expected at all guys no. before we turn on this podcast uh, Marcus said to me I'm gonna guess one of us is talking about a Steeler tight end today that's my <laughs> best Marcus impression um, and no we're not we're not talking about a Steeler tight end because we're talking about a new England Patriot in Hunter Henry look uh, he is just about 27 years old or he is 27 years old just about to head into like The prime age for tight end production, guys. But the beautiful part is we've already seen it. We've already seen Hunter Henry take on an integral role in this offense. And it's kind of fascinating because we saw Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both come out of free agency, both get paid money. Johnny Smith got paid the bigger contract. We thought that he was prime set, like uh, what's it called? Match, um match point, whatever the Wimbledon. Yeah, you see, your,
0: your tennis uh, references are great, but keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we thought, I game mean, we all match. literally, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. We thought it was game set match. uh And we thought that Hunter Henry was not going to be the tight end coming out on top here. But Marcus, uh, Hunter Henry, I don't know if you noticed, but he killed it last year. Mm-hmm. He absolutely killed it. He had two weeks where he finished as a top five tight end uh, in a in an offense where he was playing with a rookie quarterback. He had two games where he had, uh, two t- uh, two touch. I'm like so excited right now. Uh, two games where he had two touchdowns. Like when? Um, I mean, just absolutely was so freaking useful in fantasy. Had uh, seven different games where he at least scored one tight one touchdown. I mean, we're just so underrating what he did in his first season in a new offense. His season last year, it finishes the tight end 10, was very comparable to what he had done in years past with the Chargers. And we bought into him with the Chargers. I don't know why we're not buying into him with the New England Patriots. Uh, I mean, it, I think it's clear based on their their lack of movement and Taequann Thornton in the draft. like. They're not looking to focus on the wide receiver position. Like I, I just don't think that's uh, a a priority for them. No. And why would no. it be? When you have very capable tight ends who, um, you know, rank right around top ten in tight end target percentage. Like they're getting the tight ends involved as the receivers. They've got running backs as receivers. Like they're willing to utilize these guys that can play all over the field but i mean hunter henry second most touchdowns among tight ends last year Um, just absolutely incredible didn't need a ton of uh, a ton of targets necessarily to do it only ranked 18th in targets but that was because of his usage him and mac jones absolutely have a fantastic connection i think that's only going to continue to grow especially with the lack of investments made all around. I mean Marcus, in each of the last 3 or 4 seasons, he hasn't finished worse than tight end 14. Yeah. Um and that's like that's with a lot of ups and downs. That's like uh in the last uh 3 of the last 4 seasons, not even playing more than 14 games in any of them. I just think uh we saw a glimpse of the upside here Marcus and Hunter Henry is being drafted as the tight end 19. It's not like he's old man River. It's not like we haven't seen him produce as a viable tight end uh, before. I just, like, what are we doing? Why don't we like Hunter Henry?
0: Yeah, I, I think this is a really good call. You mentioned it, 27 years old. This is when tight ends are typically at their prime, 27, 28, 29. This is the
1: breakout year, yeah,
0: baby. This, this is the breakout year. Now, the question is, is how many targets is he's going to get? Because last year, 75 total targets in 17 games. That's certainly not ideal. However, if you look at the end of the season and you throw out that Buffalo game, which we all remember that Buffalo game, the wind was so bad that they couldn't throw the ball. And they, they didn't new England threw three passes. That entire game completed one. He did average uh, six targets per game. If he can kind of maintain that number. I mean, frankly, we'd like to see it rise up to like six and a half, seven, but six targets a game. And he's probably the primary primary uh, red zone option. I could see it, Kate. Okay? Like, I, I could certainly see it. I also think, listen, New England's going to have to put more on the shoulders of Mac Jones. Like, they, they, they know that they cannot just use the same game strategy as last year, game planning, where we're just going to run the crap out of the ball and just don't let Mac Jones beat us or kill us, right? They're going to need to let him kind of open up the offense. And I think if there's more targets to go around, Hunter Henry's the best pass catcher on this team. Like, I don't, I don't even know if it's all that debatable, right? He's just the best receiver that they have. I, I can get behind this. I don't know how high the ceiling is because I still think it's going to be an offense that spreads the ball around a lot. But, Kate, if I told you that he's finished the season with 65 receptions for 750 yards and eight touchdowns, I don't think that would be surprising at all, right? Uh, not at
1: all. Cause it's, it's pretty darn close to what he did in, uh, 2021 Marcus 50 yep. catches, 600 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, but but if he does I mean, something like, like
0: that, he's going to be a top 10 fantasy tight end. No doubt about it. Right.
1: Absolutely. He's going to grossly outperform his ADP, but, and uh, like looking at the target share did rank second on the team in targets last year, but Marcus, you pointed out like the, the relatively low target share when you're comparing to other tight ends. The beautiful part is that he's getting the majority of the targets that matter the most. Led the team with 13 end zone targets. The only other player, uh, there wasn't a single other player to have more than five on this entire team. Hunter Henry had 13. Like There was one guy that Mac Jones trusted in this end zone, and it wasn't Jacoby Myers. It was not Nelson Aguilar. It was Hunter Henry. And if you're telling me that that changes going into year two when, I mean, Hunter Henry caught eight of those 13 end zone targets for touchdowns, you know, you know, those touchdown targets were working out for you, or, you know, those end zone targets were working out for you. I can't see that changing much. Like I think, um, you know, though, maybe we're, we're hoping for a larger target share. It's still nice to know that. I mean, out of all of these tight ends, out of all of or uh, out of all these options in New England, I mean, Hunter Henry got the targets that mattered, um, ranked second in the NFL among tight or among targets, among tight ends in end zone targets, uh, only behind Mark Andrews. Um, And you know what? He caught the same number of those for touchdowns. Fascinating. Um, I'm just saying, like, why are we so low on Hunter Henry? This young man is in his prime and it's not like we're overvaluing Johnu Smith either like I was looking at Johnu Smith thinking maybe he should be in well but I looked, and that's what I was I, gonna looked ask at you. The,
0: I was gonna ask you no, like we, we know Hunter Henry has a little bit of an injury history right he missed an entire season with an ACL he this is his first time ever playing 16 or more games is the strategy here just to buy both because Hunter Henry tight end 14 tight end 15 and then you can get Johnu Smith as like tight end 25. Do you just buy them both and play Henry every week that he's healthy? And when he's not, that's when you play John U. Smith.
1: Um, I mean, I think that could be the move because Marcus, uh, you mentioned, uh, tight end 25. Is that his ranking? Yes. Experts? That's his ranking. Yes. Okay. Do you know where he's currently being drafted and don't cheat? No, I don't. It is so far beyond that. You're not going to believe this. John who Smith is being drafted as of June, uh, in di- on Dynasty League Football as the tight end thirty nine. I oh kid you gosh. not.
0: So yes, yeah, so that's the, that's the strategy then, right? Go out and buy both. Don't play Janu until there's an injury or if something changes, because we know Bill Belichick can be kind of fickle when it comes to this stuff, right? Maybe John Smith yeah. is the guy that finally breaks out in year two um in this offense. But man, if you can get the tight ends for New England. Without paying a whole lot, somebody's gonna have a big season there.
1: Yeah, it it like looking at recent trades involving Jonu Smith. Like a lot of uh, teams are trading him for like a fourth round pick. Yeah, like
0: he's yes, throwing in with some trades, right?
1: He's he is literally an afterthought, which is kind of crazy because Jonu Smith was supposed to be the next Holy Grail at the tight end position. Phenomenal athlete. We know the upside's super high. So I would actually like I'm gonna take. Uh, I, am going to take Johnny Smith over a lot of these schlubs, um, you know, that are, I love using that word schlubs, (laughs) um, but like Hunter Henry, like you can also get him pretty cheap, like Hunter Henry and, uh, a third, um, for Jared cook and a two Oh four, who would give Jared cook and a like, who is Jared cook? Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like these trades are like, you're literally trading Garbagio for Hunter Henry. Yeah. Here, take my garbage. It's free. Chase Edmonds and a 303 for Hunter Henry. Yes. uh, Take it. Please get, get it off my, get it off my plate. Alan Lazard and Hunter Henry for Naeem Hines and Hunter Renfro. I'll do that all day. Like yep, yep. It, it just. There's no, there's none of these these trades, Marcus, that I wouldn't do, for Hunter Henry.
0: So go yeah. buy Hunter Henry. I agree with you, and buy Darren oh, Waller. I'm like al uh, le- heated. <laughs> Let's get to our most uh, overrated dynasty tight ends. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, le- sports developments, league reviews, and news including golf, which is going on right now, now Major League Baseball. And, of course, we've got a preseason game that's like less than four weeks away. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can bet on that right now, actually, if you want to. Take the Raiders minus the points uh, in the points. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, live betting, eSports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the Trends in Action Bet online where the game starts, okay. Kate, your most overrated dynasty tight end is
1: Cole Komet, tight end for, oh, the, for the we're gonna, we're Chicago gonna fight. Bears. I listen, I love Cole Komet. I think, um, like talent 100% there, uh, opportunity 100% there, but I just think the uh, the cost for Cole Komet is a bit high considering what we've seen from him so far because we're basically drafting him at this point all on conjecture all on upside and though like though that's that's fine to do like we, we invested in Kyle Pitts because he was a generational tight end before we knew what he could do and he didn't disappoint I'm just wondering like Cole Komet tight end 13 um like I understand the upside here, but I also like I, I I don't like I would I would prefer Hunter Henry over Cole Komet. Um I don't know if you would uh you would agree there, but like uh Noah Fant. I'd be taking Noah Fant over Cole mm-hmm. Komet. He's being drafted just behind him. Um Zach Ertz, if I'm in a win now win now mode, I'm a hundred percent. You're just drafting Cole Komet purely based on the upside of the prospect he is nothing based on what he's actually done at the NFL level at this point. Um, coming out of Notre Dame, like fantastic, well-rounded. Um, he's just like absolutely monstrous. He's huge. 6'6, 262 pounds coming out of college. Like this dude's a, like a giant, I don't know, like a, a, just a statue of a human. Um, I mean, and he's fast, like at a uh, four point or four seven forty um in the eightieth percentile for tight ends at that size, like it's nuts. Huge hands, like he's he's perfect, right? Um, he can run routes, he's great. But again, like for the opportunity that he's actually had, ranked 16th in targets over the last two seasons mm-hmm. among tight ends. And he's eclipsed 50 receiving yards only three times so far in his career, only three times. And those three occasions were the only time he ever saw more than 10 fantasy points. Despite all of this opportunity, he's only three fewer targets than Dallas Goddard in this band. Like he's gotten very involved and I'm not saying that the tight end, uh, the, the transition at tight end is seamless at the NFL level. I'm just saying, I would have preferred a larger discount um, for the the overall drag cost of Cole Komet and the overall price, given the lack of performance with uh, paired with the the target share. I I I want him at a discount, and I'm not getting him at a discount uh, for uh, compared to what I think I should. So I'm not buying Cole Komet. I'm I'm going to call him overrated.
0: I couldn't disagree more, Kate. So how's that for a, a, a take? We're, we're, we're disagreeing on this one. I See, Cole Komet's the one player I've been buying a lot of. I think I own him in every single Dynasty League that I'm in right now. Partly because I think I think he is talented, as you mentioned before. We don't have to go through all that. But I think the opportunity is there. We saw in the final 11 games last year with Justin Fields, he was averaging over six targets per game. And you mentioned the three games over 50 yards in his career. Those happened in the final 11 games with Justin Fields. I also think there's going to be some huge positive uh, touchdown uh, rate, right? Because zero touchdowns last year, despite getting 93 targets, that's not going to happen again. I think he's like your discount TJ Hawkinson, right? I'm not sure the talent level is all that different and one player is better after the catch, and that's called Komet. I mean, both these guys are going to get a lot of targets in the NFC North on probably bad offenses. I've already seen Komet have a really nice season in year two with 600 yards. Typically, these tight ends break out in year three, like we saw that from Dalton Schultz. We've seen that with Travis Kelsey. This is the year when most of these guys have big seasons. I could easily see a situation where... Cole Komet gets 115 targets on this offense, a bad offense, albeit. 70 receptions for 800 yards and nine touchdowns because they have nobody else to throw to in the red zone. And all of a sudden, we're talking about him as a top five fantasy tight end. I'm buying him based on talent and situation. Again, he's only 23 years old. He was a raw prospect coming out of Notre Dame. Played baseball really before he even uh, was on the football field. I'm buying him. Then again,
1: why... Why is like it, his price tag does not reflect um, I think enough of the discount for what he's not done with the target well, chair. Can we run through
0: doing. some of these guys and you, you tell me who would you rather have right going for. Okay. okay. Albert i um,
1: I'll take Cole Komet there.
0: Okay. I agree. Dawson Knox.
1: Oh, that's like a fifty-fifty split yeah, for me. And, and I'm take good Cole with that. Komet one. Just based on the um, the potential for a larger target share.
0: Yeah, I, that one that one's tricky for me. I'm I'm good either way. Uh, Mike Geseki. Um, Mike
1: Geseki.
0: See, I think I would rather have Cole Komet. I think Tyreek and Jalen Waddell are really going to eat into his receiving share, but that's just me. Uh, Noah Fant, uh, that one's not even close. I'd rather have I'd rather have uh, Cole Komet. I'll take Fant. Okay, Dalton Schultz. I'd rather have Schultz, but that's that's the point. I, my my thing is I think Kmet is at least in the tier of Noah Fant, Mike Geseki, Dawson Knox, and that's basically somewhere between tight end ten and tight end thirteen, and he's being valued slightly below that. So that's that's why I'm buying.
1: I think that's fair. Again, I just, I I want a discount. Give me a discount on the guy who hasn't done much at all with his, uh, you know, 16th ranked target share. It, it's not necessarily, um, you know, I I don't know. I I just, I don't want to buy into this team. I don't want to buy into this team. There's no direction for this team. And a lot of times that does produce a fruitful tight end, because if you don't have receiving options, uh, if you don't have literally wide receivers on the field outside of, I don't know, Nikhil Harry uh, like there is going to be plenty of opportunity there. I like, again, I like the talent and I'd be buying if he were being drafted a little bit later, but he's being drafted essentially as a top 12 tight end. And we just haven't seen the upside there for me to, to buy in at tight end 12 cost when there are players going around there or behind him that have already been proven to, to be assets for my fantasy team have already been, yeah. uh you know, just integral parts of, of my dynasty rosters that are a bit more useful right off the bat.
0: Really quickly. My, my, most overvalued tight end. I I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we need to go, but it's TJ Hawkinson. He's currently being valued as tight end six. Kate last year, 583 yards and four touchdowns. We've seen his yards per reception drop in each of the last three seasons. Uh, He's had trouble staying on the field. His yards uh, after the catch per reception have dropped from 6.3 to 4.9 to 3.3. One of the reasons why people loved him so much last year is because the lions were devoid of talent at receiver. And he still didn't get the target share that we were hoping to see. Now they've got on Ross St. Brown. They brought in DJ Chark. They traded for Jameson Williams. Uh, they traded up for Jamison Williams. I just I just don't see it. We're going into year four right now, and he does not have a 750-yard season under his belt. I, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm totally in agreement.
0: Trade him for, oh, this pains me to say, Pat Fryermuth and something else, Dalton Schultz and something <laughs> else. I think that's the way to go.
1: I yeah I actually really like that uh, Dalton Schultz package. Give me that. Yes, all day. sir.
0: Yes. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Because an off season doesn't equal a break in the action. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Kate will be back on Monday uh, to do the show. I should be off for vacation next week. So you'll get Kate, maybe a surprise guest. Uh, you'll have to tune in and wait and see. Follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys right back here next week. Bye, y'all.